the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to RepairMyCreditNow.com for a free credit report evaluation. RepairMyCreditNow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today? Today, we've got another great guest lined up, and we're so excited about that. And in this first segment, as we kind of get warmed up, we're going to be talking to the ambitious entrepreneur. And again, as I mentioned earlier, we have a great one today. Amy Kazin, the founder, inventor, and CEO of P3 Pure. And uh, she's a mom, certified CrossFit training athlete, and promoter of non-toxic lifestyle. Amy saw a problem and then went and found a way to solve it. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So what an entrepreneur you are. I mean, you're, you're so ambitious. You've got a lot of great stuff going on. And when I first spoke with you a few weeks ago, uh, you truly have uh, just the entrepreneurial story of all entrepreneurial stories. So tell, tell us just a, a little bit about yourself. Well, basically, right currently, I, I actually am the CEO of um, P3 Pure. And, you know, prior to that, I was um, a stay-at-home mom and just kind of researched health and wellness for about 20 years. I ran marathons, was a CrossFit trainer. And, and before that, I was a philosophy major. Um, so, you know, definitely a different turn here. But um, it definitely, the company spawned off of just a lot of my health passion, um, a lot of research that I had done. And um, it's kind of where we are now. Sure. Well, and in doing a little bit of the research, I saw you talk about parabens and aluminum and deodorant and how they're kind of linked to cancer and Alzheimer and all kinds of things. But, you know, for those that don't know, what exactly is a, is a paraben? A paraben is actually, um, it's a chemical that they use in labs to extend the shelf life and preserve. So it's a preservative in a lot of personal care products. Um, and it just has been linked to um, cancer. Um, they find it in the outer quadrant of breast um, cancer patients um, because it's it's an estrogen mimicker. And typically when you have in, increased estrogen, that's when they find a lot of the cancerous tumors and things like that. So you, basically your daughter comes home and, you know, she kind of was a little stinky. And you know, smelled something. You're like, what in the world? This is my little daughter. And but you 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 didn't want to put normal deodorant on her because of the fact that um, of the parabens and the aluminum and some of the things that are tra uh, you know traced back to that. So tell us that story. So she comes home and then and then what do you do? I mean, what what does that look like in a, in a mom's eyes when your young daughter comes home and and you know you don't want to put deodorant on her? You know, honestly, I was a little shocked because of her age at the time, being eight years old. And I, the first thing I thought was, is she the only one? What am I doing wrong? you know, why would this be happening? And then once I started talking to actual other mothers, you know, I had a friend who had a daughter really as young as two years old who had an issue. Um, and then just teachers too, teachers who would, 
just say, yeah, we, we've noticed that kids are starting to have this issue younger and younger. And, um, and then after interviewing more moms, you know, they didn't know what to do. So they literally would just grab their husband's deodorant or their clinical strength deodorant they were wearing and they would, they would give it to their kids. And, um, for me, you know, I just was like, we've got to figure this out. So for a while, I just kept going back to the store and getting all the natural brands, but just nothing was working. She would still come home and, you know, some of the body odor would set in, um, with just a couple hours after her and, and I had had the same issue too. And so, I mean, basically what I did was I just started to research different recipes, different ingredients, and kind of came up with something um, in my kitchen that worked amazing and and then just kind of fine-tuned the consistency of it and had a lot of leftover in my kitchen that we obviously couldn't use all of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we give it away to, to friends and family and my, my CrossFit athletes, and they, sure enough, every month, hey, do you have any more of that amazing deodorant that you cook up and you know I just think that the demand was there early on and um and and people were just really interested in it and so that's just how how I ended up making that for her and for our family and gotcha so so growing up you, you didn't say you know hey when I grow up I, I, I want to make deodorant um you didn't want to be an entrepreneur you just you saw a problem um it was personal to you you were passionate about it and uh, you found a way to, to, you know, solve an issue within your household. But then, as you mentioned, you, you, you know, I guess you make that stuff and it's probably you're not you're not making a, you know, one little tube of it. You're making a canister full or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were able to to kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I didn't think people would have an interest in it, honestly. Um, and I didn't I didn't set out to make deodorant or to sell deodorant or did, honestly did not even know what entrepreneurship was um, three years ago. And. I've learned real quick about a lot of things in business and in in the entrepreneurial world. Um, But, yeah, definitely just was really seeking more of an alternative for our family and just haphazardly happened to pass it along to people who just thought it were just blown away that it worked. We'll get a little bit more into you know some of the things that you've done with growing the business and scaling it and, and some of that in, in, a, in a little later in the show. But let's talk a little bit more kind of about you personally. Um, you know, when it comes to like maybe your favorite quote or your favorite book, do, do you have um, a favorite of either one of those? You know, I, I do a lot because I was a philosophy major. Um, there were a lot of different um philosophical quotes that I have. And, and I'd have to say that there's about three of my favorites, you know, from Gandhi, actually, that I just love. Um, I think I sent you one of them in my content. I don't have it right in front of me, and I haven't really memorized it, but I, I do oh. I do have that if you want to read it. I don't know if you well, have yeah, it. I do. Actually, I, I've got it here, and, and yeah, I love this one as well. So it says, you must be the change you want to see in the world yeah, by Gandhi. I mean, it, that one's pretty self-explanatory. So if you want to see a change in the world, you know, you, you've got to jump out there and make it happen, which is very consistent kind of with what you're doing. And then I think your favorite book, it was called Night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so tell us a little bit about that book and, and what, you know, kind of what makes it uh, something that you really enjoyed. You know, that book was so amazing to me. Um, I, like I said, I had the rare opportunity in college. I went to Edgar College to have um, Elie Wiesel, who was uh, the 1986 Pulitzer Peace Prize winner and who started the Holocaust Museum in D.C., and he was a Holocaust survivor, and he was actually one of my professors for a January term, and the opportunity was just incredible. Um, He changed my life forever. His books that he wrote just about the whole situation that happened and and the cover-up and and just um, the Holocaust and and, and all of that, and so for me, it just deeply touched me. The relationship with him was amazing, and um, 
and, and that's just who I am as a person is just deeply concerned for people and others. And so for me, I think that's probably some of what honestly has driven some of this is just the concern just for people in general. Sure, sure. And, and let me ask you this. So uh, as you talked about earlier, you know, you didn't necessarily um, grow up thinking much about entrepreneurism and, and, and those types of things. But, um, you know, to run your own business, there's a certain level of leadership that it just requires. And, um, you know, you said about three years ago is kind of when this this journey started. But what's one of the first things or first times you can recall from a leadership standpoint, kind of wanting to be a leader? I, I noticed that you're also, you know, the uh, the CrossFit um, trainer, but um, what was your earliest uh, remembrance of, of being a leader? You know, I think my earliest was really involved in acting. I just, I always wanted to, to act and, um, and, and I did a lot of kind of little productions and theater and school here and there. And I, I, I typically would get, you know, a lead role or, or something of that nature. And I, I think that was just part of my personality. Now, I can't say that I really, you know, did that as far as, you know, did student council and I wasn't really like that as much, but, um, you know, I, I think just mainly for what I've experienced, just leading, um, my family and, and leading a lot of my friends and family and, and teaching them, they, they would always come to me about health questions and health concerns and things like that. Um, so I would have to say those two things. Cool. Very good. Very good. And, and, you know, it's interesting, you know, I, I often, uh, when you look at you know mothers that are able to you know um, stay at home and some of the things um, they I've seen before where they're filling out an application and maybe they put they're unemployed or they don't have a job and but you know one of the most important things you can possibly do is as you well know is is lead that family and 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 the kiddos and and raising them and that uh, anybody that says that's not a job I, I dare them uh, to uh, to do it for eight hours a day uh, you know for for five or six uh, weeks or something like that because that is absolutely uh, a job of leading those kiddos and and they are uh, they have a kind of a, a mind of their own which is what you want but right. um, yeah that's great stuff so you know as we kind of wrap up this segment right here if there's anything that you missed if you're tuning in late uh, listeners just Go to ambitiousradio.com. The content that's discussed there will put links back to anything that Amy says. Just uh, uh, go and search in the search bar. Amy Kazin, K-A-Z-I, I'm mean, sorry, C-A-Z-I-N, uh, pronounced just like Raisin, she tells me. So um, we'll uh, wrap up this segment, and then you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Tune in after the break for a brief word from our sponsors when we'll be talking more to Amy Kazin about her career pursuits and her experience of becoming an ambitious leader and helping others also become ambitious right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. It's a day this family had dreamed of for quite some time. They were finally getting that brand new SUV. The salesperson at the auto dealership gave them the keys and told them to take it for the weekend. He'd prepared the documents and called them Monday morning. The kids had already installed the headrest DVD when the phone rang. Seems there was a problem with their credit they were unaware of. They'd have to return the SUV to the dealership immediately. Embarrassing to say the least. www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. 
RepairMyCreditNow.com. RepairMyCreditNow.com. www.RepairMyCreditNow.com. As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? All right, Amy, as an entrepreneur, what would you say is one of the personal habits that's contributed most to your success? I think one of the personal habits has just been relentless pursuit, um, just to kind of keep going even when things aren't going right and figuring out solutions. Well, you know, that's one of the one of the surefire ways uh, as an entrepreneur is just you just got to keep on going no matter what. If it's to be, it's up to me, as they say. And, you know, with that being said, let, let's jump in. Let's talk about Primal Pit Paste, which is kind of your flagship product. You know, how in the world did you come up with that name? You know, it was interesting. Um, I was in CrossFit, and there was a huge paleo kind of nutrition movement um, where people were eating paleo, and then some people were eating primal where you could have some um, dairy and things like that. And so basically I was in my CrossFit box, my CrossFit boss, um, Paula Yeager at CrossFit Jaguar in Tampa. She was like, her husband came in and gave me the biggest hug and was like, this works amazing. I, I love it. And, and what are you going to call it? And I just said, I think we should call it pit paste because it was like a paste for your pits. And Paula piped up, call it primal pit paste. And so because we were kind of tracking with that lifestyle, that way of um, nutrition and eating, that just made sense. And, and it was another P word and it sounded really good. So that's kind of how we came up with it. Cool. Now, and I saw something on there as well. I think I saw something about a, a Primal Pat that's part of the logo. Now, is that the little guy that's on there? Yes, yes. We call him Primal Pat. And um, I'm basically because, you know, I'm a big Saturday Night Live fan too, and, and we love to laugh. So what we say at our company is we're super serious about health, but um, we're, we're also really, really serious about fun. And so, you know, just just Pat was such a great um, logo and kind of a mascot for our company. But, you know, Pat tends to change gender on some of the packaging. So, you know, for Jacked Up Jasmine, Pat will have like um, a flower, you know. And then for Royal and Rogue, Pat had, um, you know, the whiskers and, and kind of the tilted crown for, for that. And so we just were like, Pat, it's Pat, you know, from that kind of Saturday Night Live type character. And so um, that's kind of how Pat, the name Pat was birthed. Interesting. Now, I noticed that, you know, you kind of rattled off a couple of other products. So what all products do you guys currently have? So basically, that is the main main focus is deodorant. Um, we, it comes in a jar and a stick. Um, now, Jacked Up Jasmine that I mentioned and Royal and Rogue are just two flavors that we offer. So um, typically, it's just, you know, lavender, orange creamsicle. We have um, about 10 different flavor offerings we also know that everyone's body chemistry is completely different, so we offer different strengths of deodorant for different people's activity level or different people's skin sensitivity level. And we also have um, a sensitive skin product as well as we, we do body powder. Um, we have an organic kind of body cream called Body Whip. We have uh, tooth products that are um, amazing. They're tooth powder um, and a gum serum. 
And then we have some other kind of, uh, our lip balm is so amazing. It's, it's, people love it. It's called Pucker Paste. And we have some other things like a spray, a body and room spray called Mood Mist. And, and everything we use, we only use essential oils. We don't use any fragrance in our products because fragrance is the number one toxic chemical that's in pretty much everything. So we want to stay away from fragrances. Gotcha. You know, and I noticed when you were uh, kind of rattling off the first few things, um, you mentioned you had different flavors. Now, when, I, when I'm thinking of flavors, I'm thinking of something I'm putting in my mouth and what does it taste like. Now, is that, is that kind of a play on something as opposed to it being a scent? Yeah, I mean, you know, I struggled with it because a lot of people would say, what fragrance do you like? And I really wanted to stay away and really drive home the fact that fragrances are really not healthy. And so I thought, you know, I'm not even going to go there with scent. And so for us, we just wanted to be different for our company. And, you know, because the pit paste, we wouldn't suggest eating it, obviously, but it is food grade. And a lot of our ingredients are food grade. We just decided to, um, to go with the word flavors for our deodorant. Um, and so that's kind of how that came up. Like, let me ask you this, and, and you may not be an expert. I, I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but this is just me asking a random question. So, you know, you're talking about your skin being the largest organ. So, like, I've thought about this before, about these bug sprays. I mean, I, I'm in, I've been in Texas my whole life, and I hate mosquitoes. But I think, man, when I squirt all that, like, you know, uh, those different uh, in, insect things on me, I'm thinking that's probably not good for you if you're squirting that right on your skin and, and mosquitoes don't like it and you're I'm assuming you absorb part of it too. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean there's definitely an absorption rate to everything. Now some some things have more of an absorption than others and obviously um but but yeah, I mean DEET and things like that that are in traditional chemical bug spray are, are definitely not even good to inhale or and they do go through your skin. Um so we are coming out with a bug spray eventually, but um, but there there's a lot of great alternatives. You can actually Google some great homemade versions of bug spray that people can do. And I'm a huge advocate of people doing that too. If they just feel like they can't find something that works, is just go for it. You know, just you can make your own bug spray. Cool. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you've uh, proven that you can jump out there and. Uh, invent something and 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 make something huge out of it. So, um, so you know when when you first started the business, I noticed that you were in the Florida area in Tampa Bay, and now you're located in Austin. So, what was kind of the impetus, but you know, making you or having you move to uh, to this area? You know, we grew so quickly on online, and I didn't. You know, we grew quicker than I um, had knowledge of, obviously. And I'm a super honest and transparent person, and um, when we, luckily when we moved from my home, my kitchen garage, and then to the facility we were in, we were just at the point where I was finding out that we had to register products. We had things that we needed to do that I didn't know prior. And it was very hard to find this stuff out in Florida. It's just, it's kind of not as easily available to find out. And so immediately when I found out, I started complying and registering and GMP processes and everything that goes on with the FDA. And I even had someone contact me who wanted to consult with me who used to work for Body Shop. His name's Robert Daldell. And he started Body Shop in the 1980s with Anita. And um, and he was like, I'll, I'll help you get compliant. And so we were working really hard. But the unfortunate thing is Florida is just a little bit far behind. Um, and they, they actually regulate all natural cosmetics even as drugs. And it just, it's not that 
it just wasn't working for our growth of our company. If, if another company might be growing slower and being able to do that, but we were growing so quickly that we, we really needed to, and we were fully in compliance, but we, we, um, we just needed to make some decisions. And so I had been in, um, in Austin for Paleo FX, and I just felt like this was just a great kind of similar to Florida in a lot of ways, but yet very organic and open like California. And I just felt like it was a huge fit. And since Whole Foods had kind of contacted us about being interested in selling in their store, I thought, you know, I would love to be local. I I would love to have just a community that was really supported local and supported organic companies if we need to move. And so that's how we we chose Austin. Um, so, you know, nothing to say anything bad about Florida. I think it, it just, for us, it wasn't working. I, I think it's definitely more geared in cosmetics towards the, um, you know, OCT companies, sunscreens and things like that. But for us, it was just, we were growing too quickly and, and, and we needed to, to move on. Sure. Well, and I think as you bring up as an entrepreneur, some of the things that, you know, just, you just didn't know about. So you've got a product, you're making it, you put it on your kiddo and then, um, other people, you know, you're kind of giving it away, and then it becomes a business. And that's one of the great things about America is that you can have no experience with something, come up with an idea, and actually, no matter where you're from, no matter your intelligence level, no matter anything, and you can be successful in America. And that's a, that's a great thing. The, the downside of that is is sometimes you can get going and be, you know, maybe not compliant with something or have an issue that, that really you're not having customer complaints, there's no issues, but there's a government entity for whatever reason that has yes. you know, the regulators. They like to regulate, right. and it's nothing that they're bad guys or anything. No, just, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. That's just what they do. But um, you can, if you're not careful, you can catch yourself in a situation to where, uh, it can be you know devastating to your business, and so I'm I'm glad to hear that you know you were able to get it compliant real quickly, and there was never any problems. But sometimes regulations can absolutely um, grind a business to a screeching halt. And as you mentioned, you know uh, the Austin area just happened to be a little bit more friendly to kind of your particular uh, set of products. But um, I, I noticed that a, a few years ago, as you were growing rapidly, that that you just uh, decided to do like a, a crowdfunding way to to raise. Uh, some some money for Primal Pit Paste, and I'm personally not real familiar with crowdfunding. I mean, I conceptually get the idea that you know people can put together money to help you out as opposed to going to a bank or something. But can you talk a little bit about that experience? Because I'm sure people would would love to to know about your experience with it and if you would do it again. You know, for us, it was um, it was a crowdfunding experience. My husband, um, you know, kind of he kind of was able to, to show to, to us. And, and basically it was a little bit smaller, but what we did, and I wasn't real familiar with crowdfunding or business at the time, but um, it was just a way for us to be able to reach out to some family and friends. And, and when we were at a, a place where we needed to kind of um, get into our first expo and raise some money for some extra things that we needed to do, um, it was just a way for us to be able to do that. And, and it was, it was great. Um, it was a good experience. Gotcha. As we transition uh, into our, our next segment. Uh, listeners, if there is, you know, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe by texting ambitious, the word ambitious, to 69922. Standard messaging rates apply and see the website for full details. Next, we'll be talking more to Amy about the ambitious things that she's doing now and what's next right here on the Ambitious Radio Network.
Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at ambitiousradio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. show it's ambitious radio network hey are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system consider grasshopper.com you get to keep your existing number you have multiple extensions voicemails transcribed and no new hardware grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system let's get back to the show with doug parker today we're talking to amy Kazen, a true american entrepreneur so let's talk about some of the ambitious things that you're doing now and kind of what's next i mean you, you've taken uh you know primal pit paste uh, from just a recipe in your kitchen to literally a multi-million dollar operation in just uh i guess a little bit maybe a little bit over three years and i, I saw that something like fifty thousand customers and over 450 stores but uh, it sounds like that when you said going global, I think with Whole Foods. So, so you're uh, kind of how many customers do you have now, and how many stores are you guys in now? You know, right now, um, I think we're just over a thousand stores. Um, so, you know, and and then online customers, we we just have a, a slew of online customers. It's been we've definitely doubled every year, um, and and it's just been great. Well, you know, when you talk about doubling, you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting. Um, doubling, you know, whenever you're doing a hundred dollars a month worth of business, you know, the next month it's two hundred bucks. But if you ever have a little time to kill, and as an entrepreneur, you, you you don't have much of that. But if you were to take a penny, okay, one penny, and double it every day for thirty days, okay, um, believe it or not, that that compound effect over uh, thirty days or so winds up being something like $10 million, okay? Now, I know it's mind-boggling because on day one, you got a penny, and day two, you got two pennies, and then four, and then eight, and 16, and 32, and so on. But somewhere like day 25, 26, it starts getting to be some serious cash. So when you say you've doubled, you know, definitely every year, let's talk about kind of generally um, what that looks like and what it took to make that happen. So your first year in business, you go from making it, you know, kind of on your stove um, how long did it take you to actually get into that 4,000 square foot facility that, that you went into? It took almost about about a year. So it took about six months to get into my garage and then about f- like four or five months we were moving out of my garage into the 4,000 square foot facility. I mean, you know, the first two or three months I didn't really do much with it. I was making it because the, the year prior I was really making it, giving it to friends, test marketing. I just wasn't even planning on doing anything. And so then after about three or four months, after I set up the website, I didn't even do that much. It was mainly 
honestly, it was by accident where someone heard about it and I did a TV kind of interview at my house called Moms Making It at Home and it went kind of viral. Um, the other NBC affiliates picked it up and it was shown. And then I thought, wow, you know, if we can just get this story out to somebody, then we'll, we'll be good to go. Um, and, and so that's when I just started kind of just reaching out with a story to different media bloggers and people and, and sending them product. And then it, then I would get these other hits, you know, and so it grew really quickly. And, um, so I would have to say really within about an eight month time frame of truly, you know, having a business. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, so let's talk first year revenue, you know, approximately, do you, do you know off the top of your head what your first year revenue was? It was like 800,000. So 800 K. So that is really, uh, for your first year is pretty dang significant. And then, um, you know, over three years. So I, I, I think you said something the other day. It was something like over $3 million a year in revenue now. Yes. Goodness gracious. Well, that, that is, again, that is what America is all about. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. That's, that's really a great deal. And, and, you know, it's, it's crazy that you can go from, uh, you know, just at home, you know, with the kiddos doing your thing and, and you see something that needs to be changed or fixed. You don't want to put, uh, you know, some kind of toxins on your kids, which is a very, you know, normal thought process, even though probably people do it every day. When we're talking about the American way, I, I know I saw on your site that, um, you know, made in America, that's a big deal for you. But but what, what makes it so important for you that your products are made here in America? You know, I, I mean, I'm just, I think it's just so important because I think that we, you know, have obviously had some economic problems and things like that. And I just really wanted to, you know, I was asked in the very beginning, Amy, do you just want to sell the product and have other people make it? And I said, you know, I, I really don't. I, not only do I want the quality control and my customers matter and that's just who I am, but I want to create jobs. And so for me, it was an easy decision. I wanted to have our own manufacturing facility, and that was a whole other reason why we needed to grow a little slower. Um, but I, I just wanted to create jobs and create some of, you know, my first two things are, what. first of all, what's the point in doing it if you can't have fun? And second of all, why would I want it all for myself and not to actually change the lives of the people who are with the company? So um, that's just kind of, you know, was really, really important to me. And um and I just think it's important that we support, you know, local companies. We support American-made companies in this country, and um, and that's why I chose the path I did. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, you know, I know I hear about all this stuff that people, you know, you can do it in China or wherever, you know, cheaper. Um, but you know, even even things like uh, pet food, and you know, for for those that uh, I hear this new pet parents, and I used to think, what in the world are you talking about? But you know, a while back, we got a couple chihuahuas, and now. Literally, this one is like my little baby, which is ridiculous, but um, it, it is what it is. And, and um, you know, these products that are out there, uh, there's some countries that the quality control, as you mentioned, it's not as good. And, and there was some kind of big spread on pet food a while back. And I was thinking if my pet got poisoned by something, um, that would that would really be a bad deal. And so, um, you know, I could see why you would want to do that, especially these are things that you're making for, for folks, uh, for humans, you know, for your children and, and others. Um how many employees do you have right now? We have about twenty-two employees currently. Well, congrats on that. That that's uh, that's quite a quite a crew. I mean, sometimes the the more people, uh, the more great things, the more of everything that you have. But um, but that seems like it's it's manageable enough where you can still know who everyone is and and uh, you know enjoy their enjoy their company. Now, 
let's talk about kind of what what drives you. I mean, so you went from from one situation where you're raising kids, and obviously your you know, your kids continue to get older and 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 spread their wings and fly and, and get a little bit more and more independent. Um, and so every uh, every year they get a little more independent. But um, now you're a business owner. Okay, so what drives you to continue? Uh, to want to grow the business because at a, at a you know three million dollar let's call it business and if it continues at the rate of growth over the next couple of years, um, you know you'll be a international company. It sounds like you know shipping stuff all over the world and and you know maybe maybe you'll be a ten million dollar company pretty soon. Um, that requires a different level um, of skills. So um, do do you have kind of any any thought process on kind of what's next and and where you go from here? Yeah, right now we actually have. Um done I've been doing a ton of work with that and I've brought in a team that's just been amazing who's um, helping me they're putting the infrastructure in that we need to scale because we are at that point right now um, and so you know definitely having systems and processes in place I think is key um, and just making sure again that you're managing your contracts that that you're just in a place where you can scale um, you know so I, I, I realize that that um, I couldn't learn all of that quick enough just to be a lone ranger. So I definitely have, have found some amazing people that um, are coming in as a COO and um, a CTO for technical issues. And then also, you know, a CFO type role that's really, really helping to manage cash and things like that. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And, you know, it's it's uh, being the CEO is not always what is cracked up to be. Um, there's a lot of different things out there, and so it's great that you're bringing that C-level executive team around you to, to to help out because most of the time in a brand new business or a, or you know I would say brand new you know two or three year old business, the CEO is uh, you're definitely the chief executive officer, but you're the chief bottle washer and the you know the, yes. the mop the floors and and you know open the mail and everything else. Mm-hmm. So as you can start uh, uh, you know segregating and delegating some of those duties out, that 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 will uh, prove to be very very helpful, especially as your business is growing. So you can. Focus on you know what you're great at and what you love to do. After we hear a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be discussing more with Amy about what she does to recharge her ambitious mind, body, and spirit. Right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. You get the most for your lease with a start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really going to get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with a salesman over the price, then verbally joust with a finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way. And that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817-972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car. Here on the show, it's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. 
You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker. Today we're talking to Amy Kazin. We're just going to kind of talk about really, you know, kind of what fills you, what drains you, you know, when you're charging hard, how do you recover, and uh, you kind of recharge that ambitious body, mind, and spirit. And I know you've talked about the CrossFit a lot. Um, is that something that you do for exercise purposes? Do you do it to kind of to kind of recharge? T- tell me a little bit about what you know how, how that plays a role in in, in your uh, activities. You know, for me, um, I, I honestly I was really, you know, I'm just being completely transparent here. Was really into CrossFit. Was really into fitness. I did kind of make a transition to feeling like I was more healthy. Um, you know, running the long distances, but I started to feel really strong. And I feel like CrossFit has just made me stronger. It's made my core stronger. And so, and it is a, a release of just stress and tension for me, but um, it, it just makes me feel amazing. For those that don't know what CrossFit is, I mean, I see all these CrossFit gyms like popping up everywhere. What's the concept? I mean, you're obviously doing some kind of exercise, but is it just like a real intense, fast paced exercise, or what exactly is it? Yeah, sometimes it can be definitely fast paced with heavy weight. Sometimes. It, you know, it varies. So the, the, the key is just to always uh, be doing something different. You know, you want to, um, yeah, to do, to lift heavy things while doing things fast, um, typically is, is kind of what you do. And um, it's shorter, shorter kind of workout. So typically, you know, an entire session would only be 45 minutes. Some of it would be, you know, sprinting and some of it would just be warm ups with squats and bodyweight exercises. And then sometimes you would actually do like heavy lifting and Olympic lifts. And then maybe at the end you would do like a 10 to 10, 10 to 12 minute, just Metcon is what they call it, a, a metabolic conditioning piece. So for me, um, it, like I said, it, it really helped, but, but I have to say I did stop for about a year and a half and I when the business really started it to grow quickly and I gained like 40 pounds and luckily I've been able to get back I've lost about 25 of that I'm still working on it but it's been amazing just how quickly my body came back to what I needed um, when I started back CrossFit well you know I think you bring up a very a very um uh, important thing there so you know it sounds like you've always been into health and, and holistic approach and and organic stuff but as passionate as you are about that, you started the business, and now there's or there was a season where there was such a focus on the business that some things went by the wayside. And guys, that that's one of the most dangerous things out there. And and you know the reason why a lion tamer uses that little stool, and you know you, you see these lions that are just you know uh, roaring, and and you see a guy in a top hat with a with a little stool with three legs on. It, you're like, what in the heck is that guy doing? But they keep turning it, and the reason why they turn it is because it has three legs. And on the bottom of it, the line can't figure out what to focus on, so he just roars because he, he's upset and he doesn't know what to focus on and go pounce on, so he just sits there. But in business, if you you know you can't focus on multiple things at one time, that's the opposite of focus. And your focus became so strong on your business that it sounds like you know you kind of let some of the health stuff go by the wayside. So you have to be purposeful about what you're doing. And, and not let something go to the extreme where you're working, you know, 12, 15, 18 hours a day or whatever the case is where you have no time for exercise or eating right or for your family because at the end of the day, those things are, are obviously more important. Um, Zig Ziglar, you know, used to say uh, that you never see uh, a U-Haul hooked up behind a hearse. You know, you can't take all the stuff with you when you leave, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's really important. But it sounds like you, you got that. You figured it out. You've I gotten did. back on track again. Yes. 
and uh, and that's great, great, great stuff that you've done there. So let's talk about other things that you do to kind of recharge. I, I see that you um, obviously you're from Tampa Bay, so um, you know where do you like to to uh, vacation and those kinds of things? You know, I really do. We we love to go back home to Tampa. We we go to the beach. Um, I think I would have to say the beach is probably our number one um, place that we like to go. Um, you know, Indian Rocks Beach, the the beaches right there in Tampa is kind of where we typically go to recharge. And, and then we also, you know, love North Carolina just to be out in nature and, and just, you know, hiking and things like that is another favorite, favorite thing. So I'd, I'd have to say those two places right now. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was hard moving from Tampa, just being missing the, the water and the view and the beach. That's typically why we go back to uh, see family, friends, and then just chill at the beach. Cool. That sounds fantastic. Now, what does an average day look like for you now? So, you know, what time do you kind of get up? What is your, you know, do you have a daily or a morning ritual? And then when do you start winding down and actually go to sleep? And how much sleep do you get per night? You know, it really, it, it really does vary. Um, I didn't sleep a lot for the first, you know, probably two years, honestly, I would wake up in the middle of the night. And then once you start thinking about your business, you can't settle back down and go to sleep. So I did go through a lot of that too. And I think that had a lot to do with my weight gain. Just, I think sleep is so crucial, so important to, to, to be able to do that. And so, um, I mean, typically now I still do struggle with going to bed early. I'm just being honest. Um, so typically I try to try to be in bed by midnight. Um, but then, you know, I wake up around six o'clock and then, um, on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I take off with my daughter who's in high school and we go and do CrossFit in the morning just to kind of get it out of the way. I learned I learned that if I'm going to do working out, it has to be before I leave work. Or once I leave work, we've got kids, homework, you know, there's all sorts of activities. And um, But my husband has really stepped up to do a ton of that now because I used to do a lot of that. So, so there are nights where I do work till 7 or 8 o'clock. Um, and then sometimes, sometimes I don't. So it just really, really for me, it's not, not as much of a set schedule, but I, I do, we get up at six, we, you know, get the kids ready. We do the workout. We, um, and then we, we, we go on into work and, and get it done. Yeah, that's great stuff. And you know, the, the one thing and and all the different, um, entrepreneurs and leaders that I talk to, they continue to talk about the importance of sleep. And for those of you guys that are trying to cheat it, um, you might be able to do it for a little while, but you gotta refuel your body with with good food, good rest, and uh, you know I, I notice it every time. If I have a night where I only get you know maybe four, five, six hours of sleep, I'm definitely not as good the next day, um, you know, as as I would be on a full night's sleep. So that's that's a great advice that you're giving there. Now, work life balance. You talked a little bit about that. Um, I mean, they typically there, say if you can try to go to bed. As, as soon as it, it, it is dark, actually, is a good time and with no lights on in your room or things that, you know, I've, I've definitely read a lot about that. So, I, you know, I'm working on that. I, I'm trying to get closer to 1030 and closer to 1030 and shutting my brain down. And so, um, that's <laughs> anyways, that's no, that's that is great stuff. And you talked about work life balance. And so it sounds like you've really got kind of a flow there. And it's great. You got a you got a, a a workmate there. You got your husband helping out with some great stuff, and that's good to always hear that. But he's 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 uh, pulling his uh, fair share. Um, now, let me ask you this: from our guest perspective, uh, or our listeners, I should say, um, it, it, you know, if there's one request that you might have of them, or or if you wanted them to get in touch with you in any way, what would your request be, and then how would they get in touch with you? Um, you know, basically, they can just check out our website. It's um, www.primalpitpaste.com. 
and um, we have you know our customer services there um, as far as on a live chat so if they have any questions about anything that they wanted to ask or they can always you know email us here and we're happy to answer any questions that they might have um, we're, that's one thing we're really dedicated to is is customer service and education and um, and making sure that everyone has all the information that they need cool very good so primalpitpace.com and uh, you know I I, uh, I was talking to my wife today as I mentioned and so we're gonna go online and grab some of the probably that toothpaste and some of that deodorant because that's uh that's something that has always been a concern her mom has always sent us these little articles about different things calling uh, causing Alzheimer's and all kinds of stuff and and uh, so uh, we'll definitely try some of that stuff out ourselves. and Amy I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show um, you are truly an American entrepreneur you really uh, you know, just got that spirit uh, about you, and it's always great to talk to people that go out there and, and find something that, that needs to be fixed, if you will, fix it, and are able to, uh, you know, to make a great living from it. So congratulations on your success, and thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, you are welcome, and as we continue on, we definitely want to thank our sponsors once again. Ambitious Radio cannot do without you. RepairMyCreditNow.com. And entrepreneurs and small business owners are always looking for great resources. And if you need a logo or a website, 99designs connects the world with great graphic artists. Get dozens of designers to work on your project instead of just one. At 99designs, spend less and get more. Start your design contest today. Tune in Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio when we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs that are changing the face of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.